Hey, everybody, we are back for another edition of the West Coast Preps podcast. I know it's that time of year where colds are going around everything else. So we had some stuff where we couldn't record last week and obviously midterms for a lot of different people. But now can't believe we're already at what week 11 of this football season, the last week of the regular season in the NCS and the CCS. Sac Joaquin section starts its playoffs this weekend. So same in Southern California with the Southern section. Got a lot of fun stuff. First, though, there's, there's some big games this week. A lot of league titles on the line, playoff spots on the line. What are some things you're looking forward to this week, Noah? I think one of the biggest things we're looking forward to is the finalization of a lot of leagues. Uh, the Vine Valley Athletic League just got 10 times crazier. I know you were at Casa Grande Petaluma, the Egg Bowl. Um, always a heated matchup between those two schools, and Casa Grande pulled out a thriller. In the end, um, it was pandemonium, pandemonium on the field. You've got Vintage, you've got Casa, you've got Petaluma, American Canyon, all those teams competing for that top spot. It just got 10 times more wild after that first, after that Egg Bowl. And um, it's going to get even wilder this week. Yeah, it is. That was a crazy game, the way that thing ended, too. Petaluma starts to kind of take control in that second half, held Casa Grande scoreless for much of that second half after Casa put up 21 points. Then Petaluma goes up 28-21. Costa Grande comes right back down the field, gets a fourth down stop, drives down the field. A trick play, pass Abramson to Lucas Miles, who then throws a dispenser almond touchdown, get the two. That's the ball game in the rivalry. So it's interesting, right? There's a lot of scenarios at play now. If Petaluma wins this week, okay, they get that NCS automatic bid from the VVAL. It's all theirs. Let's say they lose, though. Then Vintage gets the auto bid. There's a lot of play. But then Costa Grande, it's playoff hopes are looking better and better. But for them, they'd love to just beat Justin Siena this week and get that playoff spot, at least know for sure they're in. A win over Petaluma definitely helps the resume. And you're five and four at that point. You beat a top team in your league. That's going to help out the resume a ton. But if you just want to secure that one final thing to the resume, and at least play some November football and get yourself closer to playing some Thanksgiving football, this is the way to do it when they go to Justin Siena. But there's so much fun stuff. There is. And the game of the week, San Marin against Marin Catholic. Greg was there last year. San Marin went up 14-0. Marin Catholic comes back, wins that game. That was San Marin's only loss that whole season. And they both go on to win state titles. This is going to be a fun one in Marin County, that game of the week, 7 p.m. at San Marin High School. I'm thinking – Pretty much all of the city of Novato is going to be at this game Friday evening. Am I, am I wrong in thinking that? No, I think um, the the entire city of Novato is you know, motivated. Obviously, they dealt with some gang violence in South Novato last <laughs> week that restricted uh, fans to just uh, family members. But it's going to be a good matchup between those two teams. You know, two defending state champions, Joey Cook going up against his former school. He transferred from uh, San Marin to Marine Catholic this season. He's having a good year. Um, Dominic Ingrassia is a great quarterback. His brother actually played for um, Marin Catholic last year. He put up some exceptional numbers. And the intensity between those two teams is going to be good. That de Those defenses are both pretty strong. I do think Marin Catholic with that defense, that ground attack with Charles Williams, I think they have the edge. Yeah, I'm with you. I like what San Marin's got. Week one, they were kind of saying when they're at Akalani's, it's going to take some time. By week 10, week 11, we're going to be way better we were at, at that point then. That was still a one-score loss at a really good Akalani team. You've seen their only blemish is 
a three-point loss to Campbell and known is that really much of a blemish at all at that point, right? It's not much of a blemish for San Marin either to lose to Akalani. So this is a big one. I'm looking forward to Dominic and Garcia throwing out there. He's got some great receivers to throw to as well. Right, you've got sophomore Wesley Temple. He's got almost 600 yards. Frankie Quinchy was the leading receiver last year. He's putting up another good season. The running back, Charlie Singleton, he might not be putting up those Justin Gwynn numbers like last year when Gwynn had, I think, over 2,300 yards. He's now at Fresno State. But he's playing really well. Keeps getting better and better. He adds another element to that offense. You can run the ball, opens up that passing game, right? It's going to be fun. But Moran Catholic's also got Charles Williams. You've got Joey Cook. You've got a dynamic passing attack. Really strong defense. And Marin Catholics allowed 81 points all season through nine games. Yeah, and keep in mind, those 29 of those points came to freedom. And most of those points were in garbage time after, you know, uh, Marin Catholic mm-hmm. went up so heavily on freedom. Um, and that freedom offense definitely has a lot of potential. So it's going to be a good game. But Marin Catholic's defense, uh, they've always had a good defense um, combined with that tough, tough, offensive attack with Joey Cook, Charles Williams. Um, I think they're going to win this game. Yeah, I'm with you too. I think both teams are going to make postseason runs regardless. Marin Catholic is my favorite, probably a lot of people's favorites, I would imagine, in Division Four, San Marin. D5 looks like the favorite once again out there. So regardless of the result today, I know both of these teams will likely be playing Thanksgiving week and maybe even beyond on having – that coveted what Thanksgiving practice and all that stuff too. But what's some, what are some other games you're looking forward to across the Bay area this week? Cause I know you've got a fun one Friday night. We'll get into in a minute, but any others you've got your eyes on, you got circled on your paper. Yes, there is. Um, I do. I did want to go over this cause there's been a lot of discussion around it lately. The, um, the a big East Bay athletic league matchup, Clayton Valley and De La Salle. Um, you, we all talked about how De La Salle had that kind of uh, sense of invincibility for so many years. Um, they still have that winning streak against NCS. They've won 29 straight NCS titles. Their last loss in NCS was to Pittsburgh back in 1991, I believe. Um, that, that could very well end this Friday. And I am going to shock everyone. I'm picking Clayton Valley to end the streak on Friday. I think they have the attack. They have the uh, grit. They have the fight in them. They have the line. I'm going to go with Clayton Valley. You're going Clayton Valley to end De La Salle's last remaining streak? Yes, that's correct. I know I said it the other day. I got to see it to believe it. I'm still picking De La Salle. I think Clayton Valley will make this interesting. They've got the pieces. When you've got good play up front and you can throw the ball like them, more dynamic, it's going to make it interesting. Here's the thing, though. You can't have three and outs. You can't have quick drives against De La Salle. And you can't lose that turnover battle. You got to win that turnover battle. One, number two, you can't have those quick drives where then you're forced to punt. No, Tim Murphy, right? He doesn't like to punt, but you don't want to have quick three and outs, four and outs, whatever it is. And you give Davis all the ball right back, and then they grind it down your throat, and your defense keeps coming back out there and just gets worn out by halftime and by the middle of that third quarter. I like what Clayton Valley's got, but it's been 31 years for reasons that De La Salle has not lost, but there are some interesting implications in this game too. Let's say De La Salle wins. It probably doesn't change a whole lot of postseason stuff because at that point it's probably De La Salle one, Pitt two, Clayton Valley three. You look at a De La Salle-Pittsburgh open division thing again, and then the loser of that game goes on to play Clayton Valley. It would You would imagine then in that D1 final the following week. But if De La Salle 
falls to Clayton Valley, this is going to make Selection Sunday for that NCS committee very, very interesting. Yes, and this last week is definitely going to make that interesting. There's so many games going on, uh, so many implications, but I, I like what Clayton Valley's got this year, and Dale Stout has been um, – it seems like they had some injuries last week and that loss. Um, Dylan Greason, their fullback, got hurt during um, the first half. Charles Greer was actually out. Um, those may play a part, but we'll see what happens. It should be a good game. Yes, it will. It's going to be a fun one. And now you've got a fun one that you're going to on Friday night. Two undefeated teams, St. Patrick, St. Vincent against St. Mary's of Berkeley, Tri-County Stone, title on the line there Friday evening. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be a very close game, two very contrasting styles of play. You know, St. Patrick, St. Vincent has that big offensive explosive ability. And as for St. Mary's of Berkeley, they like to dominate it up front, run the ball. Kyle Gorey uh, will play the, play college football. He's definitely a college collegiate uh, caliber athlete. Um, St. Patrick, St. Vincent, they've got a loaded receiving core. All, all of their top five receivers are coming back next year. You've got guys like Judge Natch, who's a freshman receiver. Wyatt Smith's a good quarterback. Adrian Prater's a great running back. He has 13 touchdowns, th over 600 yards this season. And he played really well in their last win against Vallejo. Um, they put up a lot of points on the board, but that team, uh, St. St. Mary's, they have a good defense. I think they've allowed less than 50 points all season. So it's going to be a very tough matchup, two great contrasting styles of play. But with that offensive uh, capabilities that the Bruins have, I'm going to pick St. Patrick, St. Vincent. Yeah, the thing I mentioned about Marin Catholic's defense, this transition to St. Mary's, but they have all 11 hats flying to the football. That's the way St. Mary's is. So you got a linebacker that's as quick and as explosive as Kyle Gorey. I like Austin Rogolo on the edge. They've got a lot of other pieces out there, too. It's fun. St. Mary's is going to run the ball a lot more than St. Patrick. St. Vincent probably will. St. Pat's has shown a lot in the run game, too, especially these last few weeks. And they're stretched. They've scored 50-plus points in four straight games. Six of their eight games this year, they've also scored 50-plus points. I've picked against St. Mary's before, and it's come back to bite me in my record a little bit. So this time I'm picking St. Mary's in a close one. I think St. Mary's gets the job done for a league title. But St. Pat's, though, D7, we've talked about on our shorter spaces. We'll have one again this Friday evening, probably around 10.45 p.m. is when it usually happens. But St. Pat's looks like one of the favorites in NCS D7. St. Mary's looks to be a favorite. It's division in NCS, too. So these are two teams, like we mentioned, with those two Marin Cap. Marin County teams like Marin Catholic and San Marin that are still going to be likely playing well into the postseason this year in the NCS and perhaps beyond for one or two of those teams. Absolutely. Um, it does seem like I know everyone was eager in Sonoma County, Gus Morris, all those guys. They were eager to find out more about uh, St. Pat's. Um, they had been, it looks like they're on a collision course for St. Uh, Vincent DePaul in the D7 playoffs. That could be a really interesting uh, contrasting game as well with that, you know, that run-heavy offense that uh, St. Vincent de Paul deploys versus that explosive St. Patrick's St. Vincent offense. Uh, I will obviously have that scouting report um, give, provided to them on the Friday, Friday night Twitter space, talk about their strengths, um, who are impact players and whatnot. So if those two teams are in a collision course, it's definitely going to be an interesting matchup to see how that turns out. But I do think if in a hypothetical matchup, uh, St. Vincent has the edge. 
Yes, especially with the experience St. Vincent's has to already get into that stage and bring in some key players from that run back. Last year, they won NCS over St. Helena. Championship experience is huge. You see it at every level, sports, right? college sports, NBA, NFL, whatever it is, it helps out so much. So that's going to be that's going to be a really exciting race to track in those NCS playoffs. Those brackets are released Sunday at CIFNCS.org. We'll have our takeaways and all that stuff. Heck, maybe we'll do a little something Sunday or Monday to kind of recap those selections and preview that stuff as well. We'll keep you all posted on Twitter for that stuff too. Here's another game. I think it's one we've always got to talk about because it is the Brentwood Bowl. Heritage against Liberty or own Lucia Coons will be at that game. Liberty has not lost to its rival Heritage since 2016, but Heritage is rising over under Dave Fogelstrom. They're six and three. Liberty six and three. One of those losses was by two points to Pittsburgh. What are some key matchups and key storylines for this ballgame? Well, the running back play is obviously going to be a big factor. You know, uh, Devon Rivers, the Fresno State commit, is having a phenomenal year. He's over 1,500 uh, rushing yards. They took a, a tough beating to Pittsburgh last week by 36 points, but they have the pieces. They have the culture. Um, you know, guys up front have done a pretty good job in terms of blocking for Rivers. Uh, you've got Jeremiah Rufin, who is a three-star, has got a Nevada offer. As for Liberty, uh, Nate Bell is a great quarterback, knows how to escape the pocket, can uh, make plays, make big impact plays. And they've got a good um, – and he's also a great um, dual-threat quarterback. He has over 621 yards, nine touchdowns. Uh, Searcy is a good running back as well, Jamar Searcy. He's got, um, I think, over 500 yards. So it's going to be a good matchup, but I got to pick Liberty. Yeah, I'm with you too. Liberty's just controlled this rivalry these last few years. I think Heritage definitely makes it interesting. Nate Bell, though, what he does with his feet, with his arm, we've mentioned it before. I, I think he makes a lot of plays. They've got some good receivers, good running backs. I like what their defense has and what they've got up front. How can Heritage force a turnover or two? They've shown that this year. They've intercepted passes. Jeremiah Ruffin's got four. Taylor Sunga's got three. Can they get a turnover or two in this ballgame? If they can over Liberty, that could change a lot of things. That could. But Nate Bell and Liberty have not shown an ability to turn the ball over a ton and give that ball back to their opponents. I'm taking Liberty in this one. And then let's go into some over-unders for this week, too. Let's go back to that De La Salle-Clayton Valley game. I know what you've got is – Clayton Valley outright against De La Salle, but De La Salle, six-and-a-half-point favorite by us against Clayton Valley. You're taking them outright. Yeah. I'm taking De La Salle covers that. I think De La wins this game by 10. They remain the class of the East Bay NCS at this point and puts them in a good position to win 30 straight NCS titles. Now another one. Wyatt Smith, one of the top passers in Northern California, does he throw for over 250 passing yards or under 250 passing yards against St. Mary's? I think they're going to – it seems like they've been going more to the run lately and that defense. I'm going to put him slightly under at around 240, 245. I could be wrong. Um, he's a great quarterback. But I'm going to go under given that defense of um, prowess that St. Mary's has and the fact that they've been – Adarion Prater is a great running back. And Y. Smith could run the ball too. So he may, uh, you know, do some QB draws uh read options and whatnot so i'm gonna go under slightly under yeah I'm, I'm with you on that too i think also the way saint mary's will kind of run out the clock a little bit with its style will keep the ball out of his hands 
Smith will still have a good day. He's going to run the ball with his feet. He's their number two rusher also right now, almost 600 yards on the ground this season. I think he'll be slightly in there, but he'll probably, I'm, I'm sure he'll surpass 250 all-purpose yards with his arms and his feet. But hitting 250 passing yards against this defense will be tough, especially the way St. Mary's is going to kind of control that clock offensively. Some of that will obviously hinder. Maybe St. Pat's defense gets some quick stops as well, and that changes a lot of this ball game. Another one, Kai Hall, just premier running back. They've got Maria Carrillo, a lead title on the line Saturday in Sonoma County. 165 yards. Over for Kai Hall or under? I'm going to go over. Another great season for Kai Hall, and uh, he's definitely a Division One uh, player, so I'm going over. Me too. I'm going over. I would not be shocked if Kai Hall hits 200 yards. He's, he's that good of a running back. He's got offers. I think he probably should have more. Hopefully he gets some good data and good film again Saturday from this game. And then another one, that game of the week, San Marin against Marin Catholic. Joey Cook and Dominic and Garcia combined for 475 passing yards. I think they do. It's going to be tough um, with Ingrassi going up against that Marin Catholic defense but you know they've got a lot of great receivers returning from last year who uh were part of that state championship team played an integral part uh, i'm and then joey cook um has some good receivers so i'm gonna go slightly over yeah i'm with you too i think they hit the 500 510 yard mark in this one both offenses are gonna put up some points i believe putting up points against marin catholic's defense isn't easy but i think san marin's well equipped i like the way they've come along I don't see that 475-yard hurdle being a problem for those two teams to combine through the air. And let's go into Sonoma County for a second before we wrap this up. There's a lot of implications out there, too. St. Vincent DePaul, Maria Carrillo's got some interesting implications. Winner of that game gets the league title. St. Vincent DePaul wins their undefeated in the regular season, entering the playoffs. But Windsor against Cardinal Newman. These two rivals playing at Windsor on Friday night. If Windsor wins, they get the outright league title. But if they do not win, that changes a lot of things. Them, them and Rancho Cotada, there, there's a complete tie at the top of this league standings in that North Bay Oak League. I do think Windsor is going to win. I know they've had some problems off the field. They, um, but the have Hayden Anderson, one of the top sophomores in Northern California, uh, very underrated. They've Got some other guys who can play. Cardinal Newman, you know, Santino Acevedo is a great running back. He's probably the best up there, uh, right? And him and, you know, Kyle Hall are probably the top two in that um, in that section of the Bay Area. I got to go Windsor, though, given what they have. Yeah, me too. I'm picking Windsor in this game. If Cardinal Newman wins, then it's a three-way tie atop the league standings with them, Windsor, and Rancho Gattati. Likely, at that point, Rancho Gattati still better play Santa Rosa, the picking Rancho to win that one. Now, if Windsor wins, then there's really no controversy about league championships or anything like that. They finish the top. Now, does Judson Anderson play that quarterback? That's a big thing. He's missed a few games this season. We are not sure yet, but even if he doesn't, his younger brother, that sophomore Hayden Anderson, that great receiver, can run the football really well. He ran for over 200 yards in this last game. He's run the quarterback spot. He's done well. So Windsor's got some good athletes in their hands to run the show in case Justin Anderson cannot play this Friday night against Carlin. Yeah, I'm with you. And um, they have the athletes necessary to, you know, beat a tough team like Cardinal Newman. 
yeah, they do. I, I, I think Carter Lumen's going to put up a much better fight than that Rancho Gattati game. Tough matchup, tough day for them. I think Windsor, though, does get the job done. Now, before we do finish this up, Noah, you got any other storylines, any other comments you want to say before we wrap this podcast up ahead of this weekend's games? Um, we have Shadow uh, Mountains for space, but I think Jackson Harris might be the, one of the fastest riding prospects in the entire country. You know, last month he didn't have any D1 offers after, you know, runs 21 miles per hour against Washington uh, Fremont and has a great game against Mount Eden. He's now got five offers. It's unbelievable what's happened in his career, right? A couple of weeks ago, he couldn't get an offer. Then Cal Poly offered, Eastern Michigan offered. Since then, last Friday night, Cal and Stanford offered, and then UNLV offered on Saturday morning. So he's got whole bunch of offers piling in and heck there might be more a guy that's 6'3, 195 runs 21.45 miles an hour still very raw a lot of potential in those game and the, the way he makes plays there might be plenty more offers on the horizon there so congrats to him and all these other Bay Area student athletes getting offers committing and everything else but everybody that wraps up another edition of the west coast preps podcast we've got a lot of big games to cover this weekend tonight Thursday night, we've got Brandon against Pioneer for a league title. Gunderson against Westmont Friday night. There's so many different games we will release on our social media platform on Friday afternoon. But until then, everybody take care, stay safe, and have a great first weekend of November.